welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am Loga the Barbarian, and today I have Chris Manel. Hello, Chris. Wait, am I supposed to say more than that? No, that's fine. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> if you want to say more, you can. No, I don't have something cool like Loga the Barbarian. I've got. I'm Loga. <laughs> I mean, the only way it's lo- reason is cool is Loga the Barbarian because it's my character from Hyperborea. <laughs> He's a barbarian. <laughs> Right, right, right. I'm gonna have to think of something when I come back, and uh, I'll have a, a Chris Manel of uh, something. <laughs> Just use your character name on the internet, right? <laughs> Whatever right, character right. you're playing, that works. So, I wanted to talk today about player autonomy, if we could. I like that idea for many cool. reasons. Very cool. What What are your thoughts on the concept of player autonomy? well what do you think uh, that means right right well that's that's one of those things where it's like it's a phrase i've heard uh so uh, half the battle's done but in terms of understanding it like i i really in when it applies to role-playing games i feel like player autonomy is one of these things about players being able to sort of not necessarily control the story but influence the story and the the game itself and the, the adventure or whatever and this is interesting to me because I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm starting a new game called Down We Go yes. uh, with, with my players. It's currently crowdfunding on uh, GameFound.com. Uh, it's produced by Tony Vicinda of Plus One EXP. And uh, it's written by Marcus Linderum. Um, and uh, it's a really cool, very small game that builds on a lot of ideas of players coming up with ideas like you know you're about to go out to an adventure you ask the players well, what rumors have you heard of the adventure and the players come up with the content and then you build on that as the game master and help you know develop the actual adventure that they're going to go on so i'm really interested in that i like that's a little bit more uh, player power than I'm used to when I'm talking about player autonomy, but that definitely is way more player autonomy than I'm familiar with. A lot of times it's sprinkle various rumors here and there and see what they follow and sometimes hear what they're contributing. But yeah, actually asking the player what are the rumors they heard and giving them that much influence and power is a cool approach to that. Yeah. Uh, the game design also has um, like no specific species in the game. So you choose like your your character type, like you know the, the I forget the names of them right now, but uh, like bloodthirsty is one. So that's like your fighter type, and you put points in that, and then you can be whatever. So games that people have played of this online, people have played like weird things like uh, badgers, <laughs> um, you know, like mixed up types of characters. Whatever you want to be, you can be because there's no defining point uh, in the rules for what species you can uh, play as that's cool I, and you know what i think that i would have a lot of fun especially playing with my daughter with that because i know that when we sit down with a book like a like a i ran castles and crusades with her and i think pathfinder she ran some years ago she always mm-hmm. wanted to be something that wasn't in the book and i tried to figure out okay i can't play. Right. I, I don't i don't know where that's at and we had to kind of there you go it can be this thing that's the closest we could find but that's great that's a great idea especially yeah, there's a lot of people who get into wanting to play all kinds of different various things. When you're playing the old style, like D&D, you've got like as bare bones as like just the four core sometimes fighter, 
thief, cleric, and magic user, and you're kind of limited in races, but you want to go crazy with the races and everything else, and the classes, that's a perfect way to, to do it and just give the players complete control at that point. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah and it, it can lend itself towards a very gonzo kind of play style. You know, people can get pretty weird with stuff. And I mean, one one character that was suggested for my game tonight was a uh, a cloud uh, of emotions uh, that's yeah. focused on anger. Um, and that's like, I mean, how do you play as a cloud of anger? <laughs> how do you play? Yeah, I don't know how to play but, a cloud. But that's that's what they want to try, then by all means. But we'll see if, if uh, what kind of characters they make for the game. But that's where it's like, it's very it's very open in that regard. You know, it's very, the approach that the players have to make those kinds of choices for themselves without the DM being like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's intriguing. Now, I, I was just speaking on the podcast recently. We went through Gary Gygax's original Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master Guide. Yeah. And we were reading about his, his take on playing monstrous races. And one of the things that he was expressing was, he's a big fan of everybody as human as the core, because we can all relate to human and the, the fantasy yeah. and the outlandish stuff is the things that happen around us. And in his theory, it was that everybody is human because we can all relate to human, but this is definitely going very far from that and just kind of letting people go crazy with their imagination, which is a great idea. And I think that's what a modern audience kind of wants in this day and age you look at what's popular have the, have you heard there's that uh, show that got popular adventure time that my daughter watches oh yeah and there's like walking video game guys and everything else like the classes and right, races yeah, it's, it's like well yeah. and if you're looking at that for fantasy it's far off from you know the era when we were looking at conan or tolkien for our fantasy archetypes right we've we've gone much further than that in society with popular culture and everything yeah yeah, I've gamed with my daughter, and uh, when the first time we played, the character that she made was a llama cornator. I don't know what that is. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a mouthful, is what it is. It's um, it's a llama-based centaur with a unicorn horn. Ah, oh, that yeah. wields magic. So it was. I have pictures. I had an I, I had an artist draw one up for me, and um. I have so I have llama cornator art uh, that uh, I can I can share one day with people. Well, my daughter made, played some sort of uh, hybrid animal as well when we had played Castles and Crusades. They have that Crusaders companion online. I looked for some kind of mutant animal type thing to make it happen mm -hmm. on there, and we, yeah. we rolled off that and let her just kind of go crazy with it. But I I can't remember. I think she was calling it. I can't remember what she shared a name for it that she I want to play this. And I said, I don't I don't know what that is, sweetie. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like right. tell me, explain it to me. <laughs> but I think that 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 part animal type thing is real popular with uh younger folk, especially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well and that was I was gonna say I, I had the choice of either trying to force her to play by the rules. And pick one of the core classes and, and species that's in the book, or just be like, "Yeah, sure, let's do that," and just yeah. let her play what she wanted to. And she had so much fun with it, you know. Oh yeah. So yeah, and I like I like crazy Gonzo style settings. I run a Rifts game right now. And oh, it's, nice. It's it's a it's it's interesting. Well, I 
I have fun with it and having player characters as dragons and stuff like that right now is kind of cool. Letting people be able yeah. to just go crazy with it. I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always been into those like old games. Like I was into After the Bomb and stuff like that. And I love the mutant uh, year zero and stuff like that. So I love just bizarre, crazy, outlandish stuff and seeing where you can push the boundaries. I like, I especially like it when you just lean so far into the cheese and camp, like with after the bomb mutant animals running around. I just, that's where I thrive. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think for me, a lot of the times player autonomy, when you're being a dungeon master, it is easy to be like, nope. And uh, one thing I've tried to change, because I I used to run very railroad, what they would call railroad games, especially running like Mm -hmm. superhero games. We'd have a very, confined script for that night's game and i thought that i had to come up with a story and this adventure for everybody and have it all figured out ahead of time and i've played in games like that and it feels like you're being kind of like forced down this way and you don't really have much of a choice you have to follow this is going to happen whether you what no matter what you do you're going to have it happen and yeah i i prefer like one thing i've been discovering in the last so many years is that you don't have to come in with this whole story that everybody has to play you're not directing them and forcing them down here but you're the world reacting to the players and they're kind of taking you there and when i dm the idea is that i'm just trying to get an idea of what the world and characters around them how they would react and kind of in a sense improving some of it but a lot of times i have ideas where things could or might go as they explore those areas and being able to let them take charge and lead us there like an example is our current Rifts campaign where I said, okay, yeah, you, I tell, I get the players together. I say, you guys make a group together. Tell me what your objective of your group is, what you want this game to be like. And they decided that they wanted to be political revolutionaries that travel around incognito as a circus carnival. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. The first thing y'all are going to do then is you settled outside this town where you've heard that they sell carnival equipment so that you can get yourselves set up to be a carnival. And they took it in different directions. They ended up following some kind of random encounter that I had put out there. That's where the, the game has gone from here. Oh, wow. Part of me at first was a little hesitant, like, oh, I got to stop them from going. There's like, you know what? You don't. Just let them go. That's where they want to go. You got to follow them. Figure out what's down there. You don't be afraid to follow them there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of the player autonomy is just letting myself not feel like I have to have control of the game, just being like, okay, that's what they're doing. Let's go there. Let's figure it out. And if that if that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting yeah, to, no, it does. We're getting to be about at time. Uh did you okay. have anything you wanted to add to the concept of player autonomy? Uh no, I, I think you know we, we talked about a, a good chunk of of what it is and it's just anybody that that's um that hasn't tried it. I highly recommend it. You know, it's it's more of the the you know saying yes instead of no to the players. But you know, it's really it's it's more than that. It's really just just taking the the chains off, the locks off, and just letting loose, and you know, counting on your your players' ability to come up with stuff that's fun. Now, if you want a more rigid, you know, controlled storyline, that's okay too. I think I think it's okay to. You know, you invest all this time building up a, a campaign setting, and then you turn it over to a bunch of lunatics seeking treasure. <laughs> it's um, it's it's not necessarily, you know, you you, you want to get something more out of it for yourself. That's okay. If you um, find but, if you find that your players are doing that, they're just like 
like you're running a game and you have this plan, your players are really fighting it. You might want to consider seeing how your players respond to kind of looking at more player autonomy because you might find that that's kind of what they're fighting for. Am I wrong? Right. No, <laughs> I agree. It's definitely that's that's a really good point. So that's one thing that I've noticed in, in, in games. Like, you know, maybe they just want to kind of not have to follow this down that path. They want to see right. where they can take things, explore this. <laughs> well, that's all we got time for today. You can visit our blog at wobbliesandwizards.com. Go ahead and like us and like and follow on Facebook. Just look up Wobblies and Wizards. Uh, Chris, where can they find you at online? Uh, TheSecretDM.com is my my blog. Uh, And then I'm at Chris Minnell, M-E-N-N-E-L-L, on Twitter and Instagram. And keep those dice rolling.